This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, President Biden's vaccine mandate on federal contractors hits its first legal roadblock. A senator wants to know what agencies are doing to keep employees' cell phones safe. And Veterans Affairs is assuring service members that its recent printing problems will not affect their benefit status. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The first shoe dropped yesterday amid the numerous lawsuits challenging the Biden administration's vaccine mandate for federal contractors. A federal judge issued a preliminary injunction blocking the government from enforcing the mandate in Kentucky, Ohio, and Tennessee. Those three states are among many who have sued over the vaccine requirement. Similar injunctions are still pending in Arizona, Florida, Texas, Georgia, and Missouri. The court found President Biden did not have the authority to use the procurement system to impose what amounts to a public health regulation. The Marine Corps is known for being tough, and it's taking that reputation seriously when it comes to vaccine exemptions. Federal News Network Scott Massioni explains. The Marine Corps' deadline for troops to be fully vaccinated passed on November 28th. 95% of Marines got at least one shot by the deadline, leaving thousands in breach of orders. Most Marines will come into compliance soon by getting the second shot. The service has processed about 1,900 requests for religious exemptions to the COVID-19 vaccine. It's granted exactly zero. There's still about 500 requests waiting to be scrutinized. So far, 14 medical exemptions have been granted. There are about 750 temporary medical administrative exemptions as well. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. A large group of lawmakers are trying to get one of the biggest changes to military justice over the finish line. 66 senators and representatives are advocating to keep language in the 2022 defense authorization bill that would take serious, non-military crimes out of the chain of command. The lawmakers are worried the provision might get watered down or even stripped from the bill. The House has already passed its version of the legislation. The Senate may pass its copy by the end of the week. A coalition of over a dozen federal employee unions and organizations is urging Senate leadership to confirm the president's nominees for the Merit Systems Protection Board. The group wants Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell to schedule votes as soon as possible. The MSPB is approaching five years without a quorum. The president's three nominees to restore an MSPB quorum are pending in the Senate. The Federal Postal Coalition includes the National Federation of Federal Employees, the National Treasury Employees Union, and the Senior Executives Association. President Joe Biden is putting a new leader in charge of overseeing federal land and building development in the National Capital Region. Biden is appointing Beth White, president of the nonprofit Houston Parks Board, to serve as chairwoman of the National Capital Planning Commission, White has served on the commission since 2012 and is currently holding the title of vice chairwoman. The commission reviews plans for federal building projects and serves as the federal government's advocate for other major redevelopment projects in the D.C. metro area. The Pentagon's top acquisition job has been vacant since the start of the Biden administration. That may be about to change. The White House says the president plans to nominate Dr. Bill LaPlante as Undersecretary of Defense for Acquisition and Sustainment. LaPlante served as the Air Force's top acquisition official during the Obama administration. Since then, he's been working as a senior official at Draper Laboratory and before that at the Mitre Corporation. Very little, if anything, is being done to protect federal employees and facilities from cell phone surveillance technology creating counterintelligence threats. 
So says Senator Ron Wyden in a letter to six agencies, including the Departments of Defense, State, and Homeland Security. Wyden says cell phones can be tracked and calls and texts can be intercepted by cell site simulators. Wyden wants to know what these agencies are doing to deploy countermeasures and protect employees in critical facilities. Wyden asked for a response from these agencies by December 10th. A government watchdog says key U.S. cyber agencies need to improve how they work together. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency needs to boost its efforts to collaborate and coordinate with the Defense Department. That's according to the Department of Homeland Security's Inspector General. In a new report, the OIG says CISA has fallen short in its commitments to work with the National Security Agency and U.S. Cyber Command on cyber defense initiatives. The organizations have previously agreed to work together to exchange analysts, prepare for significant cyber incidents, and protect U.S. critical infrastructure. CISA agreed to monitor the progress of those interagency plans and establish new performance measures going forward. Justin Doubleday. Federal News Network. The National Institute of Standards and Technology has some tips on how to secure your office's smart refrigerator and other Internet of Things devices. NIST released a new special publication this week on IoT device cybersecurity guidance for the federal government. The document is supposed to help organizations confidently introduce interconnected devices into their larger IT ecosystems. But many IoT products can collect sensitive data on people and their environment. Other risks include the potential for the devices to interfere with network reliability. The top Republican on the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee is looking to tighten the rules for providing cloud services to the federal government. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The Federal Secure Cloud Improvement and Jobs Act would codify the FedRAMP Cloud Security Authorization Program into law. But ranking member Rob Portman says he's looking to tweak the bill and change how third-party assessment organizations vet products from cloud service providers. Surprisingly, cloud service providers are the ones who choose which 3PAO assessor will conduct a security assessment of their cloud system and pays for it. So to me, that creates a potential conflict of interest. The bill passed the House as part of its version of this year's National Defense Authorization Act. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. It's taking longer for beneficiaries to get important information and mail from the Department of Veterans Affairs. VA says the delays stem from supply chain problems and staffing shortages with the vendor that the government publishing office uses to print and mail letters on behalf of the department. VA will give veterans more time to respond to delayed mail. Those with letters dated between July 13, 2021 and the last day of the year will have an extra 90 days to respond. VA will not reduce and or deny benefits to veterans who do not respond to time-sensitive notifications. President Biden signed two veterans' bills yesterday. One requires a government accountability office study on race and ethnicity and benefits at the Departments of Veterans Affairs. The second bill is designed to help VA more proactively hire healthcare professionals. The legislation lets VA identify separating service members in healthcare for potential employment at the department. Both bills had bipartisan support. The Department of Homeland Security has some ideas how to modernize the civil service. More from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. The DHS officials who developed the new cyber talent management system say other agencies could borrow the lessons they learned from their own civil service modernization efforts. The new cyber talent system will recruit, hire, pay, and promote new employees in a completely different way from the rest of the federal government. DHS says they'd like to see other agencies borrow pieces from the new system for their own missions. Applications for the new DHS Cybersecurity Service are open now. Nicola Grisco, Federal News Network. And key pieces of the Cybersecurity Maturity Model Certification Program are back in wait-and-see mode. 
Federal News Network's Jason Miller explains why. The training materials and courses for the Department of Defense's CMMC program are on pause, at least for a few more weeks, until documentation reflecting version 2.0 is ready. The CMMC accreditation body says they expect DOD to release updated materials in the coming weeks that will inform training courses for practitioners and assessors under the revamped CMMC model. The CMMCAB still expects the demand to outweigh the supply of third-party assessors and trainers of C-3PAOs. DOD rolled out version 2 of CMMC in early November. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. I'm Eric White. Reconnect with a carpool or vanpool. Even if you're commuting just a few days a week, Commuter Connections can match you with others that live and work near or at the same place as you. Prefer taking the bus or train? There's never been a better time to reconnect with transit. Plus, you have the added comfort of knowing Guaranteed Ride Home is there for any unexpected emergency for free. For more options, visit commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Some restrictions apply.